feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. From my Acura, it's Oski Talk. My name's Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone. <laughs> and look at us. Yeah, we won back-to-back -back games, Big Ten games. For the first time, I think, in five years, and there's a legitimate shot to get into a bowl game for the first time in four years. It's the, the way this season has just turned around has been such an awesome story. Somebody on Big Ten Network, I don't remember the name, so I, I'm sorry if I'm not giving credit here, but they said Illinois football is the best story in college football right now. That's awesome. And I hope it it continues. It looks like it should. And, I mean, this is just, just this has just been awesome to follow. It has been. Um, you know, the Illini aren't taking for granted the second half of the season, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, and it was Lovey's main message today at the press conference, and he kept on saying... You know, there's second halves for a reason. Life gives you second chances. And, and Illinois has made the most of their second chance so far by turning a 2-4 and four start into a 4-4 four and four record with a chance to improve on that. And the second half of the season has been 2-0. and oh. That's exactly what you want from a guy that you've been trying to decide if he should be your coach of the future. Mm -hmm. If he turns in this resume right now, I'd say he's the guy. And I'm, I've loved what I've seen out of him. He's kept everybody balanced, not panicking, and believing that they're a good team. And finally, all of a sudden, they're showing it. Yeah, I feel like I'm still not sold 100%. And you you don't like have still, to be. He but... still has a couple more games, but I, I feel like maybe we overshot it a little bit with the fact that this was his most important game of his career, uh, potentially. But to the point, up until now, I think it has been. Bless you. I think that definitely has been the biggest game of his career so far at Illinois at right. least because proving for a team to prove to a national audience that you're not a fluke is a really big thing at least for confidence in the clubhouse and in appearance um from from the nation Illinois beat Wisconsin biggest upset of the year biggest upset in Illinois history everybody knows about it but then you know Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa I don't remember which one but one of them said we're not going to lose to a team that just lost to Illinois. So the, there's still that, that view that they're not, like, that was a fluke. They're not this good team. But beating Purdue is the first step to proving, like, hey, hello, we're right here, and we're going to keep winning. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I think now the next big, biggest game is going to be Notre, Notre Dame, Northwestern. Yeah. Um, well, I do think the next biggest game – is pretty much each game we play from here on out. Mm -hmm. I think Brandon Peters said it best when he was like, this is the most important game we'll play all year yeah. until the next one. And and that, that starts this week against Rutgers. It's Dad's weekend. A lot of things going on. This is the game. If you looked before the season and said, um, if we're going to win one game, it's going to be this game. It's going to be November 2nd against Rutgers. They're the worst team in the Big Ten. We're not the worst team in the Big Ten, but... All of a sudden, this game has turned into a must-win to keep bowl hopes and chances alive. And 
Illinois needs this this win a lot more than I think people think. I agree. I think this Rutgers. I the best thing about this Rutgers game coming up is that they, you know, based off the press conference, they do not think that this is going to be an easy win. And it they shouldn't think like that. They have the right mindset, which is we we need to prepare for them like they are Wisconsin. We need to not take them lightly and beat them, and then keep keep rolling at now you got a three game winning streak yeah and and the thing the purdue game was was excellent yeah i think we should talk about that for a second let's let's get into that that recap right now um they just they looked great from the start uh i want to talk about tony adams so he's been he's been a good storyline for this year for us just in the way we viewed this team because the first few weeks it was man tony adams is struggling tony adams is struggling but then when they finally put him in the best spot to succeed, he's turning into this dynamic playmaker who's saving games for Illinois. Right, and I think the spin was Stanley Green wasn't healthy enough to play safety this year. And then when he was healthy, Tony Adams went back to his natural position at corner. They were never truly going to switch Tony Adams to safety, but they needed more defensive backs, and they put him at safety, which is just like, and on that makes me a little worried. Yeah, that makes me a little worried from the coaching staff perspective because like why aren't we recruiting a backup safety yeah you know yeah well but then we got you get brown back too because he was banged up i mean everybody was hurt in that secondary and like maybe tony ems could play like a free safety but definitely not the strong safety position that stanley green plays and like plays well and he plays really well and 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 the thing is too like when you when stanley green is is your safety you know he's a guy who's very physical and he gets a couple penalties called against him every once in a while Tony um, Adams isn't that guy. Tony Adams isn't that guy, and Stanley might not be able to play every. He's very physical. He's a very physical player. He might not be able to play every game, so you need a, a good backup. And Tony Adams wasn't the right guy. He was just a defensive back that you put in to fill that position. So that's why I don't like that, and I feel like that might have cost us that move. That single-handed move might have cost us the Eastern Michigan game. Um, Maybe even the Nebraska game. Maybe the Nebraska game, But too. I think reversing that move and putting them back where they belong has also won us the last two, two games. games. So yeah. Tony I'll say playmaker. that. And, and I, I, just, just a little brief recap of the Purdue game. Illinois went into Purdue on their, their family weekend in the rain. It was pouring. It was muddy. It was sloppy. Everything bad conditions for a football game. Illinois took advantage of that, ran the ball down Purdue, Purdue's throat all game long, shut them down defensively, almost even had a shutout, forced them to switch quarterbacks, and left West Lafayette with a win. Great, great game for Illinois to prove that this isn't a fluke and to even, I guess, cement that by not only beating Purdue but really, really, like, destroying them. Purdue didn't have a chance. No, they really didn't. They, they um, you know, they had to go to a backup quarterback for a while. And, and, and the one player, too, I want to shout out on the defense was Jamal Milan. You know, he's a safety, and, and, and players have been talking about it. The seniors have been talking about it. Um, you know, they want to get to a bowl game. It's an experience that they want. But I think a lot of them and just enjoy winning games. You know, uh, you know, in the Reggie, the Reggie uh, uh, Corbin interview that we have, you know, you know, he's excited to go to a bowl game, but I think he cares more about, you know, continuously winning games. You know, we've seen the progression of Illinois here, and, and, you know, we've seen players like Reggie, you know, play their sophomore year and, and then his, his unbelievable year last year. Like, we saw them progress and become a really good team, and now it's time for them to cash in on that with the bowl game. But I think they, they just like winning games. 
Yeah, they do. Which is and, great. And this, this all reminds me of, of last year, you know, when, when we beat Minnesota and then Minnesota turned their program around and they've lost one game since then, I think. Mm. They're 7-0 and right now. Mm. They, they've, won, they've lost one game since last November or They're October. 8-0 now. now. And they only lost one down the stretch last year. So they're 13, I think, and one mm-hmm. or something like that. And ever since Illinois lost to Minnesota and they got destroyed in the first half against Michigan, but ever since that halftime against Michigan, Illinois has been a much different team. And they look really, really good, really composed, confident, and, and they believe in what's happening inside the building. And I think mm-hmm. nobody said that better than Brandon Peters today. So mm-hmm. let's hear from him right now. So two and zero oh since the haircut. <laughs> Keep bringing up the haircut. Yeah, gotta love it. But big win this week. Obviously, uh, offense a little bit more run game this week. But against Rutgers, should be decent weather. You think uh, you can see a little bit more of a mixed play, playbook? <laughs> excuse me, playbook this week. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're not gonna change up what we do offensively, but. Know, weather permitting, uh, hopefully we can you know, open up the pass game a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And and you don't seem like a guy who really cares too yeah. much about stats, more about wins. But yeah. I'm sure you'd like to throw the ball a little bit more than six <laughs> times, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you'd always like to have that, but uh, you know, we were gashing in the run game all day, so you know that was. You know, we just rode that, and also with the weather, it was just easier to take care of the ball that way. So, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we open it up a little bit this week. And that should kind of open up lanes and play action too, right? Having no two guys that are proven themselves as really good backs, that should help you out a lot under center, right? Did you tell Coach Rod that? What did you say? Did you tell Coach Rod that? No, I didn't. Uh, come on, man, you should let him know. <laughs> Uh, when you see like that box getting loaded, eight guys in the box, and I know there's like a third one there, yeah. uh, or Reggie went around the corner. Do you ever think like, is, is there any like possibility where you're like, hey, let's throw, mix in a pass play, go down the field? Um, you know, watching the film this morning, they were putting you know, nine guys in the box at times, but uh, didn't matter. Obviously, <laughs> still, the yards. still yeah. doing the run. So, uh, I mean, f- for me, Coach Ryan, you know. Yeah, I mean, the weather was hard to throw the ball, so we knew. we're like, well, if the run game is working, why change it up? So that was kind of our mentality. And, you know, our old line, you know, did a great job all day. And Coach Rod challenged him before the game, you know, this is your time to shine. And all of them actually won player of the week on offense, so. How important was it for you guys to prove that Wisconsin wasn't a fluke and that this team is a winning team? Yeah, um... I think it's important for, you know, our growth and our success uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, whatever people can doubt us, that's fine. But uh, at the end of the day, all that matters is, you know, what people think inside this building. Um, you know, if we're going to believe that we can do it, you know, it starts with us and not the outside noise. And so what do the people in this building think? Um, I mean, we think we can, you know, get get to a bowl game. And, you know, that's our end goal at this point of the year. Um, obviously, we're going to try to win every game. But, uh, you know, getting to six wins, um, you know, taking Illinois to a, to a bowl game for the first time in, a, what, five years maybe? Yep. And how important is beating a, a lesser team of Rutgers this week to do that? I mean, it's the most important game we'll play. Um, at this moment, 
you know, getting another win under our belt, it's only, it's only, it's only going to help us in the long run. So it's a big one for sure. You're a guy who's been to a bowl game. Do you kind of see, you know, the excitement build around the guys who haven't yet had that experience? Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, we got to get to this bowl game, especially the guys that are seniors. Um, you know, I think guys are excited to see that it's a it's a good possibility. But you know, it's on us to make it happen now. What do you guys have left to prove this year? Um, I don't know. What do you think? That's your bowl team. Yeah. Thanks, Grant Peters, for uh, uh, giving us a little insight on the team. I, you know, the thing is, too, he's a guy who's been to a bowl game before. Um, I think that leadership is big out of your quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't care about the stat line. He, I, I mean, he cares he threw about winning six games. Passes. Yeah, he threw six passes against and, Purdue, and that's not on him. Uh, you know, I think, I think he wants to see more throw like pass plays, but obviously like it, it wasn't the right condition and for it. And it's not his call. Yeah, there was there was there was one third and third and one that he handed off to Reggie and I I I I don't think he's allowed I don't know like what the audible thing is at, at U of I. I don't think there even is. I don't think yeah, he's don't, allowed to I don't audible. know how much power he has. Um but there was there was like nine he knew the play I was talking about. Um the Corbin it was a little Corbin run, third and one uh, in the fourth quarter, and, and Corbin, of course, got the first down. Um, you know, outside bounce, bounce around the uh, offensive line to get the first down, and I and and third and one. That's that is, and there were there were like nine guys in the box. Yeah, that's the play. Like you audible, and you just take a shot to you know one of the, one of the wide receivers, Bebe, for all that matters, and and two. You know, Peters kind of got you know he probably should have been four and six because that one Bebe catch should have been. Where baby almost mossed the wide receiver. Yeah, and and would have had like a, a huge gain. So he would have had better stats than he did, but nonetheless, in, as much as he would like to throw the ball more, he wants to win, and and that game plan was enough to win. Yeah, and that game plan saw a ton of running game. Um, Reggie Corbin had a pretty nice day. Not his best day, but he had a pretty nice day. Rayvon Bonner had some good carries, mm-hmm. and Dre Brown was just gashing. Purdue left and right, big gains after another, and he ended up with over 130 yards. And Reggie Corbin did a really good job of talking about that dynamic of that three-headed monster they have in the backfield. And here's Reggie Corbin about that now. Mentioned the the three different running styles between you, Dre, and Rayvon. What are those three styles? Um, I think they're all unique, you know, in a way. Um, if you had to categorize it, I would say I'm more of the finesse guy, kind of. Dre's like the slash and pounder, and Raymond is just going to run you over. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. You're one of the seniors of the guys uh, on the team. You know How important is it this year to make that bowl game and, and really prove how far Illinois has come in you know, even your, your own career here? Uh, it'd be great for an experience, man, but I think we just focus on every single game and kind of just let it play out you know if that's what uh the future holds that's what it holds mm-hmm. that Rutgers game obviously a lot of people are, are having you guys as favorite but it doesn't seem like you guys are you know counting them out at all you know is that just kind of the culture that Lovey Smith and, and Rod Smith have, have implemented definitely we've been in those situations as well so we know exactly what they're thinking uh, we know how hard they're going to play us um we know that every team in the Big Ten is good, uh, regardless of what their record says or what the stats say. 
we when we watch the film, we see exactly how good they are. So. What's the mentality in your guys' locker room right now? Uh, details, man. Focus on the details and just keep hunting. Don't listen to any outside noise, negative or positive. Just keep going. Um, you know, towards the end of those games there, when, when you're up big, like in the Purdue game, do you kind of feel a bit more of a conservative playbook towards the end there? For example, you get the ball a bit more in the run game? No, it's, it's kind of tough to do that, you know, because um, that's what they expect. So they're going to put even more people in the box, you know, and um, I expect that every week anyway. Just got to keep pushing, keep um, being a team player and just playing for my team. How much does it help you to have Dre producing the way he was on Saturday? He's good, man, um, especially when we're in there together. Um, it's kind of tough for them. They don't know who's going to get it. And it's good. I'm just happy um, to see him finally being able to do that and show everybody what he can do. And what do you guys as a team, or maybe even as an offense, have left to prove this year? I think we just got more to prove ourselves. You know, we haven't played our best game yet. So we just got to keep going. We know there's more out there and keep working on the little things. Thanks, Reggie. Thanks, Reggie. I appreciate it. Thanks, Reggie. Of course, obviously, you know, another guy that uh, he's the guy who I really want to see play on, on Sundays. I do, too. And I, I definitely think he can. Um, I'm trying to think of a guy like he reminds me of in the NFL because like you heard him say it. He's a finesse guy. Yeah. And and Dre's more the the slash and pound. And then Rayvon is just going to run you over. And yeah. I think that's a really good dynamic for Rob to play with. I think all three of them have underrated ability to catch passes. And I like I like what they can do with those running backs. I think they could start doing a little triple option here and there if they wanted to mm-hmm. with those guys in the backfield. Yeah. Because there's so many things you can do with them. They don't know who to prepare for. Like Reggie said it himself, no team is going to be able to repair, prepare for all three of our guys' running styles in five days. You just can't do it. And Rod has been a really good coordinator at calling run plays. And I think, um, like we talked to Peters, mixing that with some play action this week will set up Illinois for a good offensive day against Rutgers. I agree. Um, Like I said, I don't think anyone on this team is really underestimating the Rutgers game. Um, And and that's what you want to see. I think we end up being 3-0, going to MSU and, and... yeah, that's where we end up. I think so, too. I think um, we'll break down the Rutgers game a little bit more on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But let's get to some Big Ten power rankings uh, that we do every week. Um, starting off with number one <laughs> is the easiest one to do, Ohio State. I've got Illinois number one. <laughs> no, I Ohio State has just been nothing short of a playoff team all year long. Um, they've done it uh, countless times, and they just keep on winning. Love what I'm seeing out of Ohio State. They really look like the team to beat in the Big Ten. Um, I'm excited to see kind of where their um, season goes from here. I don't see a game that they're going to lose, really. Um, Maybe I think the Michigan game will be fun, but I think they'll beat them. Ohio State just looks like the clearing away number one team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, I've got Penn State. Same here. Uh, Easy. Yeah. Uh, They're, They're... I think sixth in the country, mm-hmm. and they're just in that second tier behind like the playoff teams. Do they play Ohio State? Mm-hmm. 
That game is going to be a big one. I could see Penn State winning it, but I, I still think Ohio State's the yeah. better team. Sean Clifford's pretty good. Uh, he's a top five quarterback in the uh, you know Big Ten, uh, and that's going to elevate you know Penn State and their defense all year long, and that's what it has. So, um, not no surprise to put them in number two. Number three, we both have Minnesota. Yeah, I. I don't really love putting Minnesota here because, I mean, first of all, I don't even think it's going to last past this week as they play Penn State this week. But you got to start respecting the fact that they are 8-0. and And I feel like I say this every week. Got to respect that they're 7-0. Got to respect that they're 6-0. They haven't lost. They put together a good game plan, and they just win games. They use what they have, and they win games. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten or anything like that. But for now, they're the third-best Big Ten team. Uh, at number... Four, I have Wisconsin. I have Michigan number four. Um, I think Michigan throttling Notre Dame was really good for their season and the way it looks. Um, Notre Dame likes to lose big games. They're the most overrated team in 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 college football every year. Yeah, I. Agree. They shouldn't have been in the playoff last year. No way. They, they had no business. No, I I agree with you there. But they beat USC every year, and everyone's always like, "Wow, they beat a shitty a shitty USC team." But no one realizes that USC is actually bad. And then they just overrank them. And then they keep on winning games. And they maybe surprise you with one game. And then they get killed. And they lose their big game. And they right. keep doing it. But I think the like how much Michigan beat them by is enough to earn mm-hmm. them the four spot. I've got Wisconsin five. So. Yeah, I have Michigan five. So. so we've got the same top five. They're all right there. Six, I've got Iowa. Uh, I have Iowa as well at that position. Um, ranked team. Um, they they still have a little bit to prove down the stretch, and they play Illinois. That's gonna be a tough one. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's a tough one for them. Right. I, can, I can't guarantee you that. Yeah, they still have a little bit more to prove. Uh, some of the some of their games, that Purdue game last week got really close. Yeah, but um, that for me, that whole top five tier, um, I was definitely not in that. I agree. So I think they're a solid six. Uh huh. Seven. I have Michigan State. Um, yeah, I, I like, uh, I mean, I, they're pretty similar to Illinois in terms of the season they're having. I didn't want to put Illinois at seven cause I don't necessarily think they're the seventh best team. No, I don't think so. But, um, th- I mean that, I guess that's all I have for Michigan state. Yeah. Michigan state. I'll, I'll, I put them there in the same spot. Um, same reason. Uh, there's mediocre this year, four and three. I still think that they're better than Maryland, Indiana, Nebraska, and Illinois. Maybe Illinois beats them, and then we go with seventh. But Illinois at the eighth spot, I think, is fair. Yeah, I've got Illinois eight as well. I think they belong there. They've done enough to to jump the the Purdue's, the Indianas, and the Marylands, yeah. and even Nebraska right now. The I think. only team I I disagree is maybe Indiana because they perform. They have been there. First of all, Indiana has six wins. Yeah. Um, I could see. And I they could just see beat that. Nebraska. So I have I have Nebraska number at number nine, or excuse me, Indiana at number nine. I have Nebraska 9, Indiana 10, and I usually like to do uh, head-to-head wins can change that, but I, I just think Nebraska's a better team than mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that changing, though. So I've got Illinois 8, Nebraska 9, Indiana 10, and you have Illinois 8, eight. Indiana, Indiana 9, nine Nebraska, Nebraska 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then 11, I have Maryland. Uh, I agree with Maryland at 11. I still think that their offense is electric, but they're in the East, so they're going to lose a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, that's the way it is. Um, they had a bad showing last week, but not quite as bad as Purdue, Northwestern, Rutgers. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think we can all agree on the last three being Purdue, Northwestern, Actually, yeah, Rutgers. I think Northwestern is better than Purdue. That's really? the only one. I have, I have Northwestern at 12, Purdue 13, Rutgers at 14. Rutgers at 14, and that 14th team is who Illinois plays this week, yep. and we'll be back to recap that one on Thursday. Yep. That's all for this edition of Oski Talk. For Patrick Hattison, I'm Anthony Pasquale. We will talk to you again Thursday. Have a good one. Thank you.